0: live your life boy ladies and gentlemen welcome to the conspiracy farm where we don't start the conspiracies we just add the water and now your host of the most state-of-the-art most informed podcast on the interweb i present to you pat militant and jeffrey wilson ladies and gentlemen are you ready for Yeah, rear naked choke of cocker spaniel bro you don't change, change the neighborhood up conspiracy farm go check it out I'm
1: doing good. Let's get rolling, brother.
2: All right. Well, today we have a returning guest, Boone Cutler, retired sergeant in the U.S. Army. Uh, he has co-written a book with our his other with his co-author, General Michael Flynn. Um, as we you've met Boone before in another episode, but uh, General Michael Flynn here will break down a little bit about him. His retired retired Army general with general with over 33 years of service in the United States military and a chairman of America's Future, a 501c3 nonprofit. His military career culminated as a director of defense intelligence at the DIA and as nation's highest serving military intelligence officer. After retiring from the Army in 2014, as a private citizen, General Flynn went on to serve in a variety of businesses and educational and nonprofit roles to include supporting veterans organizations around the country, something he continues to do to this day. His public service included a selection and service as a foreign policy advisor to several Republican U.S. presidential candidates 2016 and subsequent appointment and, uh, and service as the national security advisor to the 45th president of the United States of America. General Flynn is a best-selling author, holds three master's degrees and a recipient of numerous military and intelligence and law enforcement awards. He is married with two sons and has several grandchildren. Gentlemen, welcome to the show this morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing?
3: Morning. Great, Jeffrey. Thanks. I'm going to have to join the Moose Lodge obituary. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> well, Boone was awesome. so gracious to mention, you know, when he was on, you guys have written a book called A Citizen's Guide to the to Fifth Generational Warfare. Pat, for so many years, have been talking about, I mean, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, certain other terms, asymmetrical warfare, nonlinear warfare, and you guys are talking about fifth, fifth generation warfare which kind of has a connotation that there were four other stages of warfare before that. If you guys don't mind kind of break that down. What were the previous four stages that has led up to our fifth generation? Either one of you guys.
0: Sir, sure, you want me to take that one? Yeah. I want you to jump in, Boone. I'll hit the, the, the link fruit for us. Uh, uh, there's a, there's a little bit of discussion about, you know, which one, you know, where does first start and, 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 and second and, you know, beginning and end in between the stages, there's a little bit of a, uh people are are you know they say it's different things but if in the in the general context the bottom line is you're going to see first generation warfare pre-gunpowder that's when people are just slugging it out with swords and 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 knives and just beating each other to hell uh right there on the battlefield and then then we got second generation now we're going into post uh gunpowder now people are actually shooting each other they're jumping into in the trenches they're actually learning formations and and things that nature. We get into generation warfare. Now we're talking about adding some fuel to the fire, some gasoline. We're talking about flying objects. We're talking about tanks. We're talking about things like the, uh, um, uh, the machine gun. Then we get into fourth generation warfare. Now we're talking nuclear war. Now we're talking more stuff, uh, just bigger, bigger. Bigger, bigger. Fourth generation, uh, we're also talking about state, non-state actors doing things like uh, terrorism, things like that. Then we get into fifth generation of war. And just like we have generations of, of people, like we've got boomers, we've got millennials, we've got Gen Xers, Gen Zers. Well, that's what all these generations kind of fall into from beginning. Now, now we're kind of in that the newest stage, that newest uh, era. And that's called the fifth generation of warfare, which is really the war of narratives and, and perception. It, it's what people think is happening, but maybe not be happening. It's very hybrid. There's an element of economic warfare. There's, eco, there's elements of political warfare. There's uh, elements of psychological operations throughout the whole thing. So it, it's very complex and it really focuses on the fifth generation warfare. It focuses on the citizenry. It's how to manipulate a citizenry to change. The context to ch- to change the lay of the land inside of a c- country, so there's relation that happens
3: yeah, let me just jump in too so all, all the- that all yes, that Jeffrey and Patrick are that's all described as I mean boom was perfect in uh, the in the defining of the generations all that's described in chapter one of the five uh, GW guide. The so one thing I would add is that on fifth generation fair, it's really the targeting of civilized society. And the ideologies that are inside of that society, and so it's basically, and, it, and it's imposing and, and influencing, uh, you know, what we basically believe. And and uh, for those that are fighting inside of it, all part of this right now. We are all the the world is is uh, is part of this sort of ideological. It's much much different where the previous four generations were really all about geography you know and taking over one's geography this one is about psychology and it's about uh, ideology about changing the ideology and the and the idea of of what you thought you were as a uh, citizen in a particularly in a civilized society as the United States of America still is
1: and the and the different components of the different weapons being used now the silent weapons for silent wars and something that I started recognizing you know, two years ago, with the chemicals on our lawns, even I, I stopped putting chemicals on my lawn. I, I recognize that these yeah. were very detrimental and harmful to mankind. You know, the agriculture industry. Um, you know, it's it's just poisoning everyone, and that's a form of chemical. That's that's the chemical warfare that's taking place, and then the, the biological version. I ask people, uh, people who are very very educated, why do bio uh, bio, bio weapons labs exist? And they can't figure out, you know, when was the last bio war we had is what I asked them. And it starts to dawn on them. And you can see the fear in their eyes when they start to realize that these bioweapons have been targeting us for at least four decades. Yeah,
3: bioweapons have been around a long time. And, and, uh, you know, I like I a couple of things, I guess, to sort of step back. Chemical warfare. We are under a massive chemical attack. I mean, we're in the middle of a chemical war from China, as an example. And that's in the version of fentanyl. so America is the number one uh, fentanyl consumer in the world. I mean, it's like ninety percent of the fentanyl that that actually is produced by China comes into the United States, and and they do it, you know, without uh, without remorse. They do it without. I mean, we're we we sort of are have tied the hands of our law enforcement professionals that are out there. In the whole I'm funding the police, so that so the phrase defund the police is part of fifth generation warfare. And that is to basically get rid of and eliminate that. The intention is to eliminate local policing. We're the only country in the world that still has local policing. Every other country on the planet to include the United Kingdom uses national police. So that's the chemical warfare side. And that's a, and and so the defunding, the police is tied to that. The second thing is biological warfare. You know, we were just off, before we uh, jumped onto the recording here, we were talking about, you know, the loss of friends, right. Through, uh, through biological warfare, through this, through this, uh, add at, you know, the ads of COVID and vaccinations. I mean, what you just said, Patrick is so right. It's like eliminate all these things in your life that are going to try to, that are going to destroy you that you don't, you have control over right now, like whether or not you're going to spray, you know, some type of chemical on your, on the weeds and your back lawn instead of getting down in your, you know, or things like, things like vaccinations, right? I mean, I think uh, uh, Bobby Kennedy, uh, in his book, and I've gotten to know him, uh, it's a terrific. he's got a terrific book out about Fauci, right? And, I mean, he talks about, we're, we're looking at children, by the time they I think they get to like the age of 12 or 13, have had like vaccinations. I mean, I, you know, I'm not anti-medicine, and certainly Boone and I serving in the military, we were pincushions going overseas all the time. But right. but at a certain point in time, you start to say, OK, with the you know, I have I have uh, uh people in my family who are autistic and. We don't have any autism in our in our family's history and all we can. And, and my my sister-in-law, who is really taking a hard look at it, she ties it back to these vaccinations. And and when you start to study the vaccine, so that's the that's the biological war that we are in. And there's a bio there is a. The problem with kinds of things, chemical, biological, and the idea of influencing against the, the narrative of we've got to try to protect ourselves is that we're, we're being told that all this stuff is OK. And we've been, you know, we've been at this for decades now that, oh, it's OK. It's OK. These things are safe. There's sound, you know, dance, as we heard so much in the last couple of years. I mean, what we are in is we are in such a war of narratives and people have to wake you know wake up and when i say wake up i mean i mean not just like go and say oh yeah you know i i i'm not going to do this or i'm not going to do that wake up means go do something go do something and i i use the phrase and you know it's part of part of my narrative is local action equals a national impact meaning get involved stand up step up speak up uh you know no more complaining get off the damn couch and uh, get out there and and take you know, take what we talk about in this, in this little, this, this little manual, designed it like a little military manual for people mm-hmm. to, uh, it's very, very easy to read. It's a citizen's guide, you know, like typical military guys. We, we try to operate at the sort of, you know, from, from a readability perspective at the lowest common denominator doesn't mean to that we're, we're, you know, we're demeaning the people that read it or that they read it. But what we're trying to do is be as simple as possible in defining what it is that we are in because trust me guys and your audience we are in a war right now and that war is a fifth generation war where we are about to find ourselves you know looking around going jesus what the hell happened to america without a shot being, being fired
1: and and in in your in your manual you've got an envelope uh, an umbrella covering you know the names of soros you've got gates you've got zuckerberg and others and we we have to I I, I don't look at things as nation states almost anymore. These giant corporations, these multinational corporations, big tech, big pharma have so much power and so much money. You know, at what point do the the people who sit on the boards of uh, directors of pharmaceutical companies, the the CEOs like Borla of Pfizer and all of these people who have suppressed the information in big tech, at what point do we recognize them as enemy combatants and start. Arresting these people yeah. and putting them in, in, in trials and, and putting them away because they're obviously uh, enemies.
3: So let me comment, and then Boone, I'll throw it to you too. I, you know, so here, here's where we're at, and here's what I want people to go and do to study this and, and to take a look at this, and then pay attention to when they when they meet this coming month in January. <clears throat> go economic forum, okay? Go look at the World Economic Forum, look at their board of directors and their board of advisors, and what you just said, Patrick, is exactly right. All of these people are this this you know sort of cabal of globalist elitists, and they are going to meet, I think it's on the fifteenth or sixteenth of January for a week in Davos, Switzerland. And this is the World Economic Forum, and, and it's led up, led by, in fact, organized and founded by Klaus Schwab, uh, who, who talks about his fourth industrial revolution. It's not a fourth industrial revolution, it's the fourth Reich. And uh and, you know, the Nazis may have lost or two, but they seem to be uh, back in control of this new world order and led by a person in the name of Klaus Schwab. So he is he and all of them, all of them will show up to, uh you know, to, to, I call it the sort of the, the beauty queen stage. So all of these globalists that you're talking about and, and others and many others. Black Rock is another. These are big organizations. And, you know, who are we sitting here? You know, Boone sitting out in the in the boondocks of the middle America. And here I am sitting down in Florida. Who the hell are we to to talk bad about smack about these people that are not not millionaires? These are some of them are trillionaires. And so the money that they have, they could you know, they could crush us like a like an ant. Right. But we we have to as Americans, we have to stand up. And one, we've got to recognize that this is very real. And I'm not telling people to listen. Don't listen to to Mike Flynn. Go, pay attention to the World Economic Forum meeting, and, and and they they just published their itinerary. Uh, go listen to some of the panels. Listen to some of the speakers. These are the people that absolutely believe in something called a new world order. And like Klaus Schwab says, you're you're going to be uh, you're, you're going to own nothing, and you're going to be happy. Happy. And and he's talking about that time frame being. Roughly between now and 2030, and so we're looking at some very uh, interesting things that are going to happen in 2023. Uh, the the idea of what we want uh, people to uh, to get to get uh, to come to grips with is that people have got they've got to be ready and they've got to understand what it is that we are facing, and then they have to decide in their own little worlds, you know what what things they can control. And uh, and, you know, because I mean, most people, most Americans can't control what the hell the World Economic Forum does or what this new world can certainly understand it. And then what they can do is they can make decisions about stuff in their own hometowns and getting involved in school boards and getting involved in, you know, running on these committees, organized organized community groups. I mean, this is how this country was formed. It was formed from the bottom up. And uh, that's how we're going to save it.
0: Yeah, I, I would uh I completely agree with all that. And to, to tie into it, we have a problem in this country. And I think we have a problem around the world, and it's called distraction. We have distraction itis. It's going you know, in you, you, we're talking about something very real here right now about the World Economic Forum. We're talking about the people that are involved. We discuss these human networks, these these intelligence they kind of keep the whole thing together and keep them on the outside of being uh, held accountable. Uh, this this whole cabal, the, the entire thing keeps them from being held accountable. And we should be focusing on these things. You know, how do we make these people accountable at our local level and them out? Meanwhile, we have this distractionitis going on where people I'll see them on social media constantly talking about the 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 Masons or some uh, Ashkenazi Jew, and they're talking about this stuff that, that that literally has gone on a long, long time ago, and it's very, very distracting. Acting. whisper campaigns or rumor campaigns that they listen to, they, they pay attention to, but they're really not doing anything. They're so distracted by everything that is literally, it, it could not be further from what's actually happening right now in the moment. And it gets them bogged out. It gets them completely task-saturated in their in their own awareness that they do nothing. And that's what the guide is all about. It's like say hey hey guys, let's get focused. Let's get focused. This is what this is our 30 meter target. This is right here is the 30 meter target and we got to start hitting that target really quick because it's right on us. So let's get focused about it. And I don't think we're going to be able to get that focus and so we said, like General Flynn said, we have to identify the people and the 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 organism and the structure in which this organi- organism is functioning and get in its craw, get in the way, start creating problems and distru- distractions and, and disruptions for them, rather than constantly being distracted
3: for ourselves.
2: And that's something I uh, want to. I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir.
3: I, I, well, I was just going just to say, because I think that what Boone just said is so vitally important. I mean. You know, this this omnibus bill, $1.7 trillion omnibus bill. I mean, to my count right now, we have given Ukraine $100 billion in like less than a year, $110 billion. And we can't even protect our own border. I mean, we're not even protecting our own border. So the distraction, the a massive, massive distraction. And the media, pick. you know, they cover it like they still are beating up, you know, Russia, 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 Russia. And Ukraine good. We just had a guy in a, in a, in a sweatsuit speak in front of the house of con, you know, our, 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 you know, basically give a, a state of, of the, of his nation's address. I mean, how, how pathetic. And so we're being distracted by something that we have no, no business being and, you know, talk about bio labs, Patrick. Oh my God. There's so many bio labs in, in, uh, Ukraine. Yeah. You know, when I when I talk about like Ukraine and here I am talking about it, but I don't want people to be distracted, distracted by it because our problems are right here at home. The biggest problems. we And that's why I talk about America first and all this stuff. America first is not a bumper sticker. America first is a government. If we don't if I don't take care of my home and I'm literally now talking about my home, if I don't take care, take care of my home, if I don't cut the grass, if I don't trim the hedges. If I don't take care of everything around my my own place to look like crap, right? Well, that's you know you take that that metaphor to a larger issue of the United States of America. If we don't take care of our home here in the United States of America, we're gonna we're gonna basically decay, and we're we're not going to be the United States of America anymore. And this administration, and this this war that <clears throat> we're in, distractions, and they love these distractions, and they continue to pour money into them without. Uh, without giving our own, you know, uh, law, local law enforcement and our own border uh, patrol professionals and our own immigrations and customs people the, the the ability to be able to do the jobs that they're very capable of doing, because they that 1.7 trillion dollar omnibus bill actually actually takes away money from CBP to be able to do border security, and instead we give uh, like I think it's five or six countries that we gave tens of millions of dollars to to secure their borders yeah i mean we're we That's are insane. nuts yeah we're we're nuts in it to allow it so you know I, I i i don't want people to be distracted i want people to focus and uh, it's like i say you know my my platform Boone's platform your platform is a little bit we all have our own platforms that we can operate from national international local you know so i'm going to use my platform to the best that I can be able to get this message out about the, the the war that we're in, the adversaries that we face that we've already talked about and then what we need to do about it. But I want everybody to start to understand and start to take control of the of their own personal lives and what is it that they can do. Instead of just whining and complaining about, oh, you know, woe is me and be affected no, focus on what you can do and get out there and do it. Yeah, and
1: that's what this show is about, General, is we decided that we, for years, were telling people what was coming, and then we switched over to solutions, and that's that's why you're here. And, you know, for me, and I, I try to get the word out, and I'd love for you guys to share this mess- message. as just, you know, the modification that's going on across this nation, and all I had to do was call a state senator who's a friend over in one state and then talk to some other uh, state senators here in my state and say you need to Google weather modification companies, weather modification uh, legislation, and then, and what is being sprayed. Are the aluminums and, and other, other harmful substances that are being sprayed to block the sunlight? We need the sunlight to grow food. We need the sunlight to create vitamin D for our immune systems in our own body. But the aluminums and other things that are being aerosol sprayed are very harmful to the soil, very harmful to crops, very harmful to animals in our respiratory system. So they're actually penning legislation to ban weather modification in my state and in neighboring states. And that's something that I think is a torpedo, at least, to get the word out that, hey, these people do not mean good, they're good, not good intentions uh, when they talk about climate and, and
0: the things that they're doing.
1: Well, why not you
3: jump that- in?
0: Yeah yeah I, I what the most amazing thing about what you just said is that people are doing something and that's the thing they're acknowledging it you you're telling people hey go educate yourself on x y and z i'm not here to guide to, to push you over the edge and tell you that you beat you over the head about something i'm telling you go educate your, yourself and then take what you just said that they they are taking action this is happening and and you know i don't think any of us are are, you know, I, I think there's a quite a bit of debate about the whole global warming thing. I think that's a reasonable debate to be had, but I don't think anybody's against pollution. I think we all kind of go, ah, pollution is a bad thing. We probably shouldn't do that. And especially when you're blocking out the sun and you're, you're screwing up people's crops and everything else, which is, I think, uh you know, that's another form of disruption. You, you, whenever you create stresses on a populace and, and all these other things, you're creating these, these disruption patterns that that really do affect the psyche of a country. Um, and, and I, I can see a, a lot of people are distressed over the current weather situation across our country. And it's like, Hey, this was people are, are, are freezing to death in their vehicles in Buffalo and, you know, across the Midwest and and everywhere else. It's, it's just insane right now. It's a lot of disruption, man. I, I think there's there's contamination in, in the physical sense in our world, and I think there's a lot of mental contamination that comes from the same. It, it's and still, we're seeing we the process, in General. That,
1: if you want to talk about the, yeah. the transition, you know, from capitalism yeah. into socialism, into communism, you know, the goals, you know, things like yeah. that, that they're the political yeah, so, ends that these folks are oh, So,
3: So first of all, first of all, <clears throat> there is an old book, and it's called uh rise of communism and it's about the Bolshevik Revolution in the uh, uh in the twenties, 1920s. It's a fascinating book. It's a very, very easy book to read. And part of and I and I read it probably a couple of times now, but um anyway, it where where we are is people have to keep in mind that there have been competing ideologies for a long, long time. I mean capitalism is a is a foundation of our system of government, right? I mean, we're a republic, we're a democracy where we, re- we elect our representatives and then they represent us. And, and what we have uh, learned, right? What we now see is this thing we call the Uniparty. We talk about the Uniparty in here quite a bit. I, I think that people need to understand that the majority of the world, when you think about India or China uh, or Russia, some of these large nations, uh, the the you know the Islamic world, I mean the majority of the people in the on the planet don't live in a society like we live in. In fact, majority of people live under dictatorships or live under the umbrella of com- or socialism. And we now know we have and we've had in our own government we have we have card carrying socialists in our government, particularly in our federal government. Also, I want people to understand the infiltration uh, for many many decades of. Of these people with certain ideology don't believe in America, don't believe in America as 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 we just take for granted. Uh, they are they have been infiltrating into our into our government and into our systems, you know uh, the, the sort of the levers of power for a long, long time. This this didn't happen because you know Donald Trump showed up in 2016. This for decades. You, know, you can't get what you just talked about, Patrick. You can't get to that level uh, without having. Planned for it, prepared for it, designed the systems to do modification and such. One of the things that I want people to understand is that the United States of America is very, very rich in resources in natural resources. Principal natural resources on the planet are food, water, and energy. And actually, we have the we we have sufficient resources on uh, here on our soil and in our contiguous waters. Uh, that could take care of frankly the rest of the planet for a long long time because we're still so creative as american as americans but we're not being allowed to do what it is that we're we should be able to do because everything has been exported out right everything has been into these ideologies because it's frankly cheap back to your discussion about the the sort of the corporate world patrick and who's actually in charge right we've got we've got uh statements out of some of these corporate leaders that basically tout china over the united states of america right i mean and they are about and you watch again back to the world economic forum back to their upcoming uh uh, meeting you start you you look they're going to tout china they're going to be they're going to be speaking about how china is the new model for the future Uh, and we've already seen some of this coming out of our own administration So. You know, one of the things I don't want to read this just briefly, you know, we, cause we talk about managing your mind. This is chapter nine. It's great. The great part of it. The way to utilize with toughness. And this is something that that Boone has really uh, reemphasized to me a lot. The way to utilize mental toughness in fifth generation warfare is for all of us fearlessly to manage our own psychological susceptibilities that make us vulnerable to unseen manipulation. And what's happening a lot. Is there and and boom, he nailed it. All of these distractions, these are unseen manipulative operations against those of us that are being targeted and we don't even know it. So if you realize it and you know it, then you can at least understand what's happening and you can say, well, look, that's, that's a that's not a that's not a priority. That's not my priority. My priority right now is right here, you know, right doing X, Y, and Z instead of going, you know, oh, woe is me you know, like e- even the damn omnibus bill, right? I mean, 1.7 trillion, I think we had at least 13, 14, maybe, maybe 16 Republican senators sign off on that damn thing, right? That That is the likelihood of that uh, being another nail in the economic coffin of the United States of America is very, very real. And so what we've got to do is we've got to understand all this. We've got to take it all in and then we've got to really move forward and you move forward together at a, in you know in commun- communities that's why during the the early stages of covid when but like one of the, what was one of the things that they did close churches close down all churches you can't have any churches open but walmart can stay open you know i mean all the big all the big corporations can stay open the, the liquor stores could stay open but churches had to close why because place where people come to communicate and 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 act as a community and in churches you know, you can actually decide what to do there as a, as a group and particularly as an organized group, and you can go do it in your own communities. And that's why I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very adamant about the uh, the relig- religious leaders and really have to wake up because, you know, the country is still at, the, at its foundation and at its roots, a Judeo-Christian nation. And that's the, those are the principles and values that we were built upon. And we should be fearless about that. But people need to understand how we're being manipulated and uh, and that's one of the things that, the, that I have to teach and uh, and and bring out. And then we talk about some of the solutions.
2: Well, we only have a few minutes left here, sir. And I appreciate you guys. Um, going back to what you guys are talking about, this has been going on for decades. We, Pat, and I have talked about uh, Yuri Bezmenov talking about ideological subversion and the level of infiltration that happens over decades. This goes back we know the, the roosevelt administration Franklin roosevelt had you know spies and communists in his administration so this again has been going on for a long time and i also say you can never fix the problem unless you recognize that there is a problem so your solution is almost erroneous unless you recognize the depth of the problem before i let you go i really wanted to ask you about this going back to china when i was a young man my college professor talked about the spratley islands this is in the 90s during the balkan war and i looked it up nothing was really going on with the Spratly islands but when i look now the south china sea china's building all these artificial bases The growth and expansion of their one belt, one road policy, which is a road and rails system throughout Eurasia, the string of pearls going around the South China Sea into the Indian Ocean, stretching to Sri Lanka, Africa, the growth of China, we're all watching it happen. Um, a couple, of, well, just a question. Do you think it's possible that we get into a kinetic war? People were talking about we might go to war with Russia, nuclear war. I don't think that's possible anymore because all of our countries are so economically interdependent. What, in your opinion, what is America's role in the next 10, 20 years as China grows with the one belt road, one road policy? They're, they're taking over Africa with, um, with, with these minerals and, and things like that. What's, what's the next move for the next 10, 20 years as China grows the way it is?
3: Yeah. So I'll just answer quickly. So do not discount physical war ever. As soon as okay. you discount physical war, made, you're making a huge mistake. And I don't want your audience to think that physical war is no more I mean, we just spent 20 years, the first two decades of this century, in a very, very physical war in the Middle East and Central Asia. And we, we lost. We lost. I mean, we actually surrendered in Central Asia, in Afghanistan, So, um, and, and, and we left American citizens behind. So, so that's the first two decades of this century discount, physical war. Don't discount the idea that, that, you know, the bully on the block suddenly feels encumbered and strong. And uh, you know, in that sort of geo uh, strategic landscape that you just painted for uh, the audience from the Spratly islands to, you know, the Kurils up North to, to the belt road initiative going out all the way to West Africa and uh, Western Europe by the Chinese. So in order to do that, in order to have that kind of domination or dominance over the, over the planet, they also have to be prepared to physically take things. So don't discount that. I do believe war. And I've written in other books I've written uh, that war is the norm. Peace is the aberration in, in human history. I mean, and again, I just, and, 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 and the example that I'll just the recent example, that I'll tell you, is that the United States of America was just at war for 20, more than 20 years at war, at war. We don't want to, you know, we don't want it. But that's what we were. We weren't in peace. We weren't in. A, most people sit around because it's like, well, the military will take care of that. But actually, we were at war as a nation in Afghanistan and in and in uh, and in primarily in Iraq, but actually in many other places on the planet for 20 years. And that war continues a brush fire now. And now we're looking at the potential for nuclear war in uh, in uh, Eastern Europe. I mean, so war is the norm. Peace is the aberration in human history.
2: Yeah, because I remember your, as- pre- your predecessor, um, I'm sorry, Zbigniew Zbign- Brzezinski wrote that book, The Grand Chessboard. And his first few pages is about the first chapter or whatever. He talk- talked about the importance of Eurasia and protecting Eurasia from falling into the wrong hands. And we've kind of seen these wars being prosecuted, over, like you said, over the last 20 plus years in Eurasia. And it seemed like China is almost kind of going to be the spoiler of the party because it seems like it is taking over Eurasia in the South China Sea and things like ASEAN, creating these trade organizations with things like ASEAN and Saudi Arabia. So I'm just curious what the next 10, 20 years looks like. And it seems like. It, I I don't know. I thought the economic interdependence, war was less likely and inter asymmetrical kind of warfare because, you, like you said in the beginning, you're you're trying to win hearts and minds as opposed to, um, you know, the, the kind of war we're used to. So I'm just I was just kind of curious because I've been studying and watching China for so long, and the growth has been exponential, and it seems like there's nothing stopping it right now, anyway.
3: Well, why don't you jump on that? Yeah, I think that there there are things that.
0: We can't stop it in the United I think the first thing we go into it, we talk about it several, several times. We have to get control of this uniparty within the United States because that's who's creating, you know, we talk about in the situation specifically about focusing on the on the political aspect. Uh, General Flynn was talking about but Iraq. Okay, I served in Iraq, and I can tell you, as we were slugging it on the street with the Mahdi militia day in and day out, and my other friends were slugging it out with the Sunnis and the Wahhabis and everybody else. You know, we're in the street fight, and we're constantly trying to rebuild the country put up some sort of political system that everything's going to be great meanwhile what happens is iran just kind of strolls over throws some money down and gets a couple people elected then it gets a few more people elected and before you know it iran literally takes up the the political apparatus right away from us and and everything we were doing didn't mean for anything the focus was on the political and we are, there's a lot of political warfare happening in the United States right now. These, these political representatives all the way down from the presidency to, to what you have in your local county are corrupted. They're so corrupted with this uniparty. And we want people to look that up and figure out what that uniparty is. The United States in and of itself, if the people do not find a way to oust, to defund and oust this uniparty contingent, we cannot take back our own government, which is making decisions on our behalf in a geopolitical sense. So in order for the United States to conquer these things in which you were talking about, the first 30 meter target is taking back our government right here, right now with America first candidates. Now that could be America first representatives on the right or on the left. It doesn't matter. We, we do we do a great job of defining what an America first representative is in the guide, not what people would typically think. So when we talk about how do we defeat China, well, the first thing we have to do is get control of ourselves. That's what we
3: have to do.
2: We have just under a minute left, guys.
3: Yeah. So briefly, briefly, you know, the the Chinese are the masters and wrote a book on unrestricted warfare. And unrestricted warfare, if you read it, uh, written in, in 1998, I met the actual, I met the authors of it actually uh, in 1998 in the in the United States. They 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 specifically talk about. This idea of fifth generation warfare, and it's the you know they're they're like the best at winning the war without firing a shot, and it's it's all about going after the mind and and this war of the narrative, and so that's what we're trying to uh, to bring across with the the citizens guide, and I we just hope that a lot of people grab hold of it and grab hold of the ideas and the tenets in it, and uh, and you know we start actually fighting back.
2: The book is called "The Citizen's Guide to Future Warfare." Not, I'm sorry, go ahead, Patrick.
1: The key is your neighbor is not your neighbor is not your enemy. Americans need to unite right now, and and exactly and get after your representatives in Washington D.C. and call them and tell them to stop funding the.
2: Well, sorry for the abrupt end there. We only had so much time with the Lieutenant General and Boone conversation, man.
4: Yeah, it was an amazing conversation, and what it does more than anything else, Jeff, in my mind, is it solidifies what we've been saying for so many years while people were calling us. You know, tinfoil hat wears and everything else—the things that we were observing and telling people that was happening and and, coming—and again, the 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 silent weapons for silent wars that were going on, the the cyber attacks, the financial issues, the the chemical, the biological, the uh, psychological, right? All of it, all of it is uh, being employed on us now. And again, uh, to have a, a retired general who and Boone Cutler, who are intelligence. Experts, psychological warfare experts, you know, confirm exactly what's going on. You know, is a bit of vindication actually
2: for us. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, our thing has never been necessarily victory laps. Like, you know what we talked about in the conversation? It's a about solution possible to reach a solution unless you recognize there's the problem in the first place, and that's the beauty about non-linear asymmetrical fifth generation warfare even like social engineering the best it's most effective when you don't realize it's happening and that's the nature of it. like you like you said with silent weapons and silent wars it's like it, it's hard to just your enemy or that you're being attacked if you don't see it like a, like a normal kinetic if you punch me in the face i know you're attacking me but like we talked about the the tap you know the tainting of our food our air our water our soil propaganda I mean, you name it, it's happening, it's firing on so many cylinders and people are just freaking oblivious.
4: Well, and people not only are oblivious, but some go so far as to attack the ones who do recognize it and who do try to warn their fellow citizens, right?
2: Yeah, without a doubt. And and that belies their own personal kind of insecurity. And, you know, again, no one wants to be lied to. No, they're not running game on me because this is going to be a question of like, oh, man. A game is being run on me. What all else have I been lied to about? And when, they, when you start going down that rabbit hole, then be lies the larger question. Now, what do I do about it? Most people just want to stay lazy and and do nothing. So it's easier for them to deflect and and call you X Y Z instead of actually you hitting know, the bullet and realize no, it's it's happening and and you've been lied to. You've been deceived. Take an L. Take the L. It's okay because it's it could save your life. I don't. And I'm your not... family's life.
4: I'm not even looking for apologies from anybody for um, the way that I've been treated or nor I'm just asking for them to get on board to at least, uh, you know, stand up for their children's future. Right. Right. Yeah.
2: It's I mean, again, no apology.
4: I'm not looking for apologies. I'm just looking for I'm looking for some help from my fellow citizens. That's
2: it. And that's true, man, because like. He said we're not necessarily going to be able to control what goes down at Davos. We're not going to be able to control what happens in the world, but we we will be able to control how we react to it. And we said many times, man, think globally, act locally, organize locally, your school board, your sheriffs, your counties, your communities. That's where the real change is going to happen, man. We can't necessarily stop what they're doing globally, even though it would be great to put an end to so much of the crap they're doing, but we need to take command of our communities like Boone was saying and like the general was saying, and it really is incumbent upon us as individuals of our community to stand up, fight back, push back, and just not participate in the freaking reindeer games that we know is going on, that some of us know is going on. Some won't ever realize reindeer games are going on, and they'll just keep doubling down on their own. When I say ignorance, it just means uninformed. They're uninformed, so they're just going to double down, keep up with the Kardashians, buy the latest iPhone, et cetera, et cetera, while the madness continues to go on around them. So, yeah, that was that was cool, man. I need to get that book because I've always been fascinated by this. Yeah.
4: I've, I've obviously been reading it, and the thing is, humans are very adaptable creatures, and that slow creep of communism, you know, before you know it, you're going to say, beans and rice for dinner, and then it's going to be, well, running low on beans, and crickets are on sale at the store. They're pretty You know, that's what these people have have in store for us if we allow them to do it. Right. So
2: we, well, we, or, or, you know, whatever, into your dog's name's looking pretty good. You know, the belly's starting to growl, and, you know, we got the gr- grilling some and tar- our pooch looking awfully juicy.
4: It's a fact. It's not unheard of. But it, it's a fact. It happened in Venezuela. People started eating their pets. And that's what this, you know, God forbid we get to that. But anyway, yeah. Jeff, you have a good day. Um, That was an amazing interview. I love having Boone back on and having General Michael Flynn on. That was enlightening. And again, like I said, affirmation that everything we've been saying for years is correct.
2: Yeah. So everyone go out and check that book out, man. Fifth uh Citizen's Guide to Fifth Uh Generational Warfare. You know, Pat's been into it. I've, I've just kind of did some highlight. It's very fascinating because it's again, it's one of those things, man. It's getting uh, the acknowledgement of realizing that the level of the game that has been run on you, that is so freaking sophisticated for so long. When I mentioned ideological subversion, I mean, this has been like the, even the general said that this has been for decades, man, the slow roll into this. It doesn't happen overnight. They've mastered, you know, behavioral science and, and psychological operations to the point where, you know, we're, we're that boiling frog. We don't realize it's happening. So I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Patrick, uh, good to see you again, brother. As always, Happy New Year to everyone. Enjoy. Boy, hope 2022. I sure the hell didn't. Not even going to lie. I'm hoping 2023 is a little, bit, uh, a little bit rosier than 2022 has been. But uh, we're blessed, man. We're blessed beyond belief, and we have way more than we don't have. So much love to you guys. Love to you, champ. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.